is up. How's it going? I'm trying to cut Corey off from what he's about to say. How are you doing? I'm this great. is a podcast. I... It's the side talk podcast. Listen, I'm getting old. I'm getting very old. So I may have asked this question before because my memory is, is it, going. Is my the question, going. what's up, ding dong? No, is it's that not. The question? That's the question that gets asked too damn often. Okay, what's your question? How do y'all feel about walking on a sunshine? Have I asked this before? I don't think so. The Katrina, Katrina and, and the, the waves. waves. How do you feel about it? Can I'm we get a little of that? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you hate it or do you it's like it? Feel good. I'm indifferent. It's a good pop song. That's what I think, too. I know a lot of people who feel very strongly against this film. I have the no song. strong feelings. And I like it in, I don't really love the film High Fidelity, but I do love the Jack Black commitment to that song in High Fidelity. Do you know what I'm Agreed. talking about? Yeah, I forgot about that moment. Um, but I like High Fidelity, or I did in 2000. I, don't know. I remember, I don't know. But I do remember that scene and being like, I totally agree with him. It's a, it's a good like Monday morning, sure. put it on, get pumped up song. But anyway, podcast at sidewalkfest.com. If yeah. you disagree, we'll five-minute fight you about walking on a sunshine. I, I feel like it should be um, accompanying some sort of like fashion montage and something like Confessions oh, of a Shopaholic. You know it. Or, ha- there's, I, I, that is a good question that we need to get to the bottom of. How many films has Walking on a Sunshine been included in, and how many of those are montages? We need to get to the bottom of that. Anyway, we get to the bottom of lots of stuff because this is a podcast about movies. That's right. Side Talks. That's I'm right. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. And let's talk about some of those movies. What's this shit? Was right. a, that was a traditional version. Yes. Done live every time. You every know, time. I don't think that people understand or appreciate that. I don't. I don't either. Okay, I've got one for you. Okay. Okay, this is going to come up again. All right. Next Hmm. episode, I think. Oh. But this is a film that I watched all of, the whole of, this past weekend. Okay, and you had a great time, and you thought it was a good good movie. Oh, no. I definitely thought, boy, this is worse than I thought it was, and this would make a good what's this shit, because I can clearly remember a moment in this All right. All right. Well, lay it on me. I sketched it out. Here's what happens. It's a Western saloon. Sick. That could be hundreds and hundreds of films, Uh right? Uh-huh. It it is in we are in color though just so you know we're not in black and white we're in color okay? and and okay. this western saloon though is exactly what you're picturing okay it is a back lot western saloon okay and there's an upset older gentleman at the bar hmm. sort of asking for a shot from the bartender and the bartender says something like well you remember what happened last time there's some kind of goading about it right mm-hmm. and he demands one anyway and he's heartbroken now I cannot remember because I didn't watch it like right before I walked in or anything I can't remember if the like I just know that he's heartbroken because I understand the context of a scene or if he's on and on about it in the scene. Sure, okay. He might be on and on about it a little bit in the okay. scene. And it, but he's heartbroken. There's a lady involved in this, okay? Mm. And so he the guy does the bartender does pour him a shot and then there's some heckling from some bargoers like there's some other this is just like what you think it looks like. Dudes at the table, dusty western wear. Yep. And the whole deal, right? Natural lighting, the whole thing. And they're kind of heckling him a bit. And then his his colleague, I don't want to really call it a sidekick, but it could be possibly a sidekick, enters. And there's a time time constraint happening. And so his sidekick is like, come on, we got to go, right? So I assume this is a movie you watched on VHS. Is that accurate? That's accurate. So is this this is obviously pre-2005, but how yeah. contemporary of a film are we talking about? It's it's got some years on it. Okay. It's got some years on it for sure, for sure. And and it's a it is a height of the VHS era. So 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this sidekick, this colleague, this partner in crime, if you will, comes in and is kind of trying to get this 
older gentleman away from the bar and out the door, okay. out, the, out the swinging doors of the saloon. And I bet somebody out there knows what this is. Because if you've seen it recently, it, this is not the most obvious scene in the film, but it, it's one that's fairly memorable. So here, here's where here's where the kind of the kind it, it lands. This is where the the gag is. Okay? Okay, okay, is that as this much younger sidekick tries to pull him away from the bar, it, it, he convinces them. They start to leave, and the older guy goes and and grabs the sh- grabs the shot. And by the way, this is the this is there's also a running gag in this thing about that he hasn't taken the shot yet. This yeah. is his first shot, and everybody's like, "How many shots has he had?" This is his first oh, shot. Oh, this sounds familiar. Yeah. So then, dude takes the shot and flat out on the ground falls out. Like drunk within two seconds. Uh-huh. It is it is a stupid gag. And an, he's, is he's this out. an otherwise serious movie? No. No. Hmm. I wouldn't say it's always at this level of hmm. stupidity and comedy, uh, and comedy and air quotes. But it is it is definitely you know comedic leaning, and as a matter of fact, has kind of a notorious like you know notoriously more comedic than it needed to be probably. Oh, if you don't know what this is, I wonder if you're going to get it because I've been pretty detailed here so far. Notoriously more comic than it needed to be with an older man, a younger older white haired man. I'll say that older white haired. And if you don't get it now, I think we got to count this. You've, You've really been off your game lately, dude. You really have. Well, this is this is an archetypal Western scene that is not is. ringing too many specific bells here. White-haired man, so it's not Robert Duvall because Robert Duvall does not have hair. Much more of a comic actor than that. Much like Leslie Nielsen? No. Okay. We're going to count this as a loss. I'm I gonna guess throw, so. I'm going to throw a couple more details okay. at you and you're going right. to get it. All right. This is a sci-fi Western. What? Cowboys and Aliens? No. Sci-fi, Wild Wild West. No. What? What the fuck are you talking about then? What the is old this? man at the bar, his name is Doc. Oh, Jesus. Seriously? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> How did I fucking miss that? <laughs> did y'all have it, Sam? Did you Did you know it? No, I did not. But, I mean, Corey's reaction is good. <laughs> yeah. So, Corey, tell everybody what it is. It's Back to the Future Part 3. Which is actually a Western. Which is actually a good movie, so you saying it was bad threw me off. Sam, make notes. It's got ZZ Top in it, and they do the guitar spinning thing. It rules. They do? I don't remember that scene at all. Yeah, hell yeah, they do. Well, if it has ZZ Top in it, then that automatically gives it one gazillion points in Sam's book. I mean, in my book, I'm saying, in my book. I know Sam's throwing his hands up. I'm saying that... I would agree with you, Sam, if that were the case. Look. But it it's, is it's actually really terrible. It's not and, really terrible. And it's, oh, this mm, is what I'm maddest mm, about in it. No, Why no. Why no. do we need Mary Steenburgen in the Why Roman- are you saying? <laughs> are you see- Why do you need Mary Steenburgen? Why do you It's like, miserable. Why the every, fuck not? She's great. Every time she's on the screen and there's a romance between her and Doc, I'm just like I got, it reminds me of the times that I'd be we would be watching the Muppet movies on the floor in the gym and, and elementary school and having and a fantastic fucking for, time in certain parts. But in certain parts, when it would drone on, we were all like, "Oh, miserable." I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just I all don't right, know. Well, we'll fight it know. later. We'll fight it later. I mean, I, I, I think this <clears> is the weakest link in the series. I mean, I agree. It's pretty miserable. It's certainly not as good as the first one or the second one, um, but. It's still good. No. I mean, it's still a Back to the Future no. movie. What are we fucking doing here, folks? What are we doing here? Literally, what are we doing here? 
I can't believe that you were so flabbergasted that somebody might think that Back to the Future <laughs> 3, directed by Zemeckis, is... Bobby Z? Bobby, directed by Bobby Z, is a, is should be in the canon. No! Oh, come on. You're putting words in my mouth. I didn't <laughs> say it should be like, in the canon. Am I wrong? He's acting like, oh my God, hats fly I'm, off. Like, I'm saying it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. movie. It's, it's good. It's fun. Come Save on. Save it for the five-minute fight at a later date. We day. just did it. <laughs> no, we didn't. Save that's, it for the fight. That's the Save duration the of my argument. It's good. Anyway, I lost you lots lost of shit. Any, you lost regardless. A, but we all won you, in a way. And I doubt you're going to win the five-minute fight either, but we'll see. Okay. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. McBro, you just missed Corey saying that he owns. Go ahead and say it again. Uh, I, we don't have to. He was bragging about owning the Back to the Future trilogy on 4K Blu-ray. I'll fill in the blank. I was oh. humble bragging, so it was <laughs> humble, okay? That's that's in, that's important context. Yeah, no, I'm sure you have an exhaustive collection. Of course, you're going to mention some of your your collections and box some sets. Of those, so, some yeah. of the highlights. Some of those, some of those sick trilogy box sets. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, let me actually ask you really quick. Do you have the Abyss I have a, your collection? I have the DVD, the old-ass DVD, because there is no Blu-ray or 4K. I like how we... It's as if I have a Blu-ray player or something. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? He's like, I don't have the really good one for you, but I've got this shitty old DVD. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't even have a way to play oh. anything. I don't even know if I can play a DVD. Anyway, the point I ask is we look for the Abyss and we can't find it anywhere. So it, I might need a hard copy. Oh, is it yeah, out of print? That is, would be, what year did it come out? bizarrely difficult to get a hold of. What year did it come out? 91 or something So this like would be a great, that would Maybe. be, I'm making a note, that would be a great VHS time. Ooh, let's not say anything because okay. the distributors might hear. But I'm making a note, Lisa, because that's <laughs> going to help me. Um, also, if you did have a Blu-ray player, it'll up-res your DVDs. Yeah, it will. Just, just okay, throw well, this out there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not really analog these days with my, with my, my tapes and DVDs, et cetera. So I probably don't need like a machine, but, you know, good to know. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And you can always watch VHS at, you know, at my place. Oh, yeah. With, yeah, with you. Yeah, totally. So what, but here's the more important question. What have you seen recently that you're bringing us today? Okay, uh-huh. well, so the abyss is a bit of a clue because, okay, so it's kind of a double feature. However, one of them is, um, you know, not, I mean, we didn't probably need to discuss it as much because it's, um, it's, it's been discussed, but there's another one that uh, is very new to me. And so what we did was we recently watched what with all the aliens being real and all news. Now that we um, know that it's real, which, by the way, confirmed. we already confirmed. knew, didn't we? We are confirmed. Really? That's exactly I mean, right. We obviously. already knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, government confirmed, I guess, is what we should say now. Um, anyway, so Tony and I, whilst we were at the beach, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we redid a big full rewatch of the 1998 I believe director's cut of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so good and it was just so beautiful and it was not, and I really hadn't seen the whole thing in, in years and years and years and you know it's always it's, it was always like the seeing parts of it on TNT at night and you know the the, the drill with every Spielberg movie from my childhood. Sure. So I was nice to have a full on, you know, beautiful rewatch kind of thing. And so, also, just since the aliens are so, you know, happening now, um, that kind of got us on this path. <laughs> so, that's when we wanted to find the abyss, because Tony was like, it's just like Close Encounters, but in, in the ocean or something. 
so, and I've never seen any of this. And um, so I do need to borrow, you know, borrow that at some point. Um, but instead, Tony found, um, I wonder if either of you have ever seen this, but um, Communion. Oh, I have yeah, seen Communion, and seen I it. saw it recently. Definitely I am it. all I about this shit. I figured y'all are both on the Communion game. Yeah. You know, I figured, I figured. Yeah, don't I, even I, worry listen, about it. I have to tell you something. Alex yeah. Pollock, who you know and you're friends with as well, my yeah. old school yeah. friend who I've lived with for many years, has a t- is like a deep, dark fear of aliens. And I mean, justifiably real, because they're she, real. She will. She would start. They are real. She would start reading books, but get 20 pages in and get too scared to continue reading. But she did get far enough into. I think it was either Communion or Fire in the Sky, where she read that Oof. if the aliens are coming to get you, and you're in a house and there are other people, if you wake those other people up, they can't get you. So I would be sleeping. This would happen six, seven times a year. I would be sleeping and my door would be thrown open and she'd be like, Rachel, Rachel. And I'd be like, what? I'd jump out of sleep like, what? What? And she would be like, I just, n- nothing. I just need you to be awake. Oh, no. Yes. Yes, multiple times. So I re- So I, as soon as this news became, you know, confirmed that, the, that these aliens are real, I texted Alex yeah. and I said, are you totally scared shitless? And she said, no. I've lived long enough. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> She's ready to be taken. She's ready to go. <laughs> anyway, I did not. Mean, she really has. I mean, this is this is what getting old does to you. Literally, yeah. like every childhood fear you have, you're like, come get me now. Dr. Kevorkian, yeah. I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm making. <laughs> anyway, um, I did I not mean, mean to derail you. I just felt like no, you needed to know that. Um, I absolutely did. Um, no, I mean, y'all, it was, so also speaking of fire and sky, that was also on our short list. So we have Ooh, a whole, we're having a, we're having a phase, we're having a phase, but, um, but we did go ahead and do communion. I mean, it was amazing. If you are in any way interested in aliens or just a really big Christopher Walken fan or both, then, right. I mean, this movie is for you. It's so, it's like so much walking, keep walking. Um, pure walking. Yeah. Uncut. Pure, pure he just gets to go and be and do for so long. <laughs> as, he and, should, as he should, unless he's on a boat with Natalie Wood. Right. Oh, my God. And that was another thing. I was just saying this to Tony. I was like, and we're back to Natalie Wood. Like, we, every other phone call, y'all called me. Somehow we come up to All roads lead Natalie to Natalie Wood. Wood. We need to know the truth. I mean, somehow we makes know. it sound like it's not an inevitability that that comes up every Corey, like, couple of weeks. We can confirm and prove that aliens exist, but we don't know yeah, who killed Natalie solve Wood. It. Solve it. Yeah, solve on. it, government. Solve, solve it. it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whew, you know how we do. Um, but yeah, okay, this movie, y'all. I mean, okay, first of all, the Eric Clapton score. Uh-huh. I mean, Whoa. kills, slaps. Yeah. You've got the sexy guitar, but it's not too much. Like, he, <laughs> he holds back. He holds, like, he doesn't wail and, and do, you know, like, he can because he's like, I'm a score. I'm doing a score here. I need to respect the aliens, you know, vibe. So, um, but then there's some synths, but it's like layered under the guitar, so it's not too mm-hmm. heavy. And it starts right off with the the scenes of um, New York City at night and Twin Towers. Never forget, they're there. Um, and <laughs> it's like nighttime in the city and the hot, like you know, it's almost like hot sax, but instead it's hot guitar or clapping guitar and anyway i feel like clapton gonna clap like it's like (laughs) it's it's always gonna be a little sexy when when clapton yes 
And it was 1988 Clapton, and he was, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. So it is, and again, it's so, again, peak what it is. Like, it's so good with the, with the city skylines and the night. So I love that whole aspect. And there's a lot of, you know, cut back to New York, because they go to the country mm-hmm. uh, home, the cabin or whatever in the woods, where is where the actual abductions seem to happen. And that was another thing. He went to these abductions, this first time it happened to him, or that he could recall really um was in that fall and then they went back at christmas and it's like just quit going to the dang cabin like they don't (laughs) seem to come for you in your house at home but you know it's revealed through some um what is it called hypnosis that maybe they've been coming for him you know multiple times throughout his life right etc but um but let me see let's see do i have let's see yeah yeah oh okay also during the hypnosis when they show his, his visions of the abduction, when he's starting to like piece it all together and, and remember what's happening, he has guyliner on. Did y'all notice that? Oh, yeah, but that's just Christopher Walken. That's in his like, right. that's in his kit. I mean, I think he might have permanent eyeliner. I, I think so too yeah, because, no, because they'll cut back to his oh. normal like in, in the psych uh, psychiatrist's office, and he's he's got he's his eyes are unrimmed. What? So wow. I just like this that a little bit of a contest of like, oh, he's in his abduction mode and his recounting of the abduction mode. And it's very strange and very surreal. You know, um, he's got the eyeliner and I really think it's good. I think it, it works on him for sure. Um, but you're right, Corey. That's like, you know, not for him, much like the pants. The pants are so high in this. I think they're <laughs> higher than usual. <laughs> and um, let's see. Okay. And then the, um, you know, I, I, so I had a note here. This is an early note I made. The early of uh, aliens are very mask heavy, fake looking. So yeah. that's a bummer. Not enough mystique with the aliens. Okay, but then towards the end, in one of these hypnosis moments, it actually reveals that the aliens are themselves wearing masks. Yes. And beyond the mask is more of like a grotesque kind of like tongue forward creepy alien. Um, but I will say the fact that most of the time you see them with the masks they're like a little silly you know so like yeah, that feels yeah. little party like a, store little party store it's it's yes of, and the little oompa loompa guys i don't know you know the the movie takes this like insane turn in the last part of it towards this like crazy new age philosophy um mm-hmm. which fits with the, true, true to the book the real whitley schreiber right yeah. who you know <laughs> yes oh um, yeah whitley yeah is an odd fellow to say the least or was an odd fellow but the mask thing uh that really took me by surprise watching this this movie as well like the the, the classic gray alien with the big eyes is is just a disguise for this other kind of thing which is But you really know what? Yeah, if we were going to go to another planet uh-huh. we might hit the party store first and fuck Wait, with them. The- fuck with yeah. them. Get off of the spaceship or whatever we're on and just be wearing some bullshit. Like, come off as Freddy and be like, this is what we look oh, like. Yeah, come off as this Freddy. This is what we look like. Figure out. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And then we're- they don't know. They don't know. And then they April Fool's, bitch. Or, or alternatively, <laughs> our first you know contact with an alien species, we're wearing those big space suits and they're like, these motherfuckers look like. You know, oh, yeah. they're reflective. Like stay they're, yeah, their people. faces are reflective mirror faces and That's not so actual. Real. That's so real. So real. Yeah. Um, I know. I am a genius. That's what that means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, okay. And then obviously we have to talk about the, um, the rectal probe, which yeah, my first time Ouch. I've ever written. Yeah, written that note um, in my notes here for one of these movies. <laughs> that's up. So, um, I mean, 
yeah, that thing, oh, yeah, it was, it was, and the way it comes out of the wall, and it's, like, dick-shaped, and then there's a hose, and the wall hole is all crusty. I hated that. I hated that whole part. You know what I never want to hear when I'm encountering something I'm not familiar with? The word probe. No. Or crusty. (laughs) (laughs) Or dick-shaped, if we're being honest. There are a lot of red flags Yeah, definitely over here, that's a ding-ding, no-no. Um, but I mean, but again, they're walking nails. Do you have I mean, a dick jar? <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. Um, it was, uh, it was so you know, and so back to what you're kind of talking about with the 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 way the movie is done and the like that I read as one of the um, critiques of it. Probably why it was a bit of a flop was because it didn't have a bunch of space. It didn't have what Close Encounters has, where right. it's yeah. like, oh. I'm an alien from space and there's spaceships and things in and out and stars and sky and NASA. And like, it didn't go that route. It went the route that's much more, yeah, like metaphysical and like, is it time traveler? Is it, you know, what, you know, it just could be so many different things, but it didn't dwell on the spaceness of them. Um, even though there were bright lights, which was a little kind of close encounters-y, but that's kind of as far as it was. So I did, um, I did like that, that it wasn't a spacey aliens movie, yeah. but apparently that might be part of the reason people, I guess having come off of, you know, Close Encounters and things like that, E.T., they wanted, like, spaceships more, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they um, wanted that. They wanted that, like, that very specific narrative, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And, um, but yeah, and then, um, let me see where there's some, oh, yeah, and I did, we, I did hear that they're, they both movies are very sympathetic to the abductees, you know? Like, yeah. they both. It, like show these men sort of um, unraveling and trying to figure it out. And they're both, what was interesting too, is they both are very artistic, like their artistic expression based on what they've seen. Uh, like the the mud mountain and whatnot that um, Dreyfus does versus the, the writing of the book and everything that, um, that what's his name? Um, well, Walkins, what's his, what's, um, Whitley Schreiber. Whitley, Whitley, Whitley Schreiber. So that was cool that there's a little bit of a parallel, but, um, you know, I will say I feel like as an abductee movie, it was, you know, it was fun to have two different like men being tormented by UFOs movies, but I do, and I, Dreyfus was great, but I think Walken does a little bit better of an abductee and that if this movie had been made first, it would have really set the bar a little too high for the average abductee actor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he really nailed it. Yeah. And, and obviously both of these movies are kind of key to, you know, the X-Files taking off a couple years after right. communion. Which, well, so mm-hmm. many things, really. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of led the charge on wh- what we're going to do with aliens from here forward. I, I will say, though, that I don't think there are enough good alien abduction movies. Like, I, th- I think communion is, Ooh, is... They're tough, though. Fire in the, I think Fire in the Sky, for some reason, is hard to watch. I don't... I, I, I think, not because it's a bad film. I just... It's really... It's tough to me. I, I think, mean, I think ab- it's kind of terrifying. The abduction scene is terrifying, and it's surrounded by a bunch of fluff I, I i'm not gonna argue that but when they're in the like pods or yeah. whatever you yeah. know it really I, I already have tryptophobia so it really makes me just want to vomit but it, it's it's hard to kind of get i think there's a lot of gross shit that have like we've got the probe here we got the pod here like it's just a lot of gross shit that fire in the sky is very visceral it's certainly more visceral yeah. than communion communion's more I intellectual did, even just watching the trailer for fire in the sky there was a scene where he's on the table and there's all this like yeah oh yeah that's stuff. that's yeah, the yeah, big yeah. scene that, uh, and I was, yeah, so I'm kind of glad we landed on communion because instead it was just, you know, walking, wearing good suits, being kind of weird. And then, you know, you don't really see the anal probe happening necessarily. Right. So, yeah, we, we, don't, we know that. it's, we know, we know yeah. walking's getting. Here's the question I have for you, Lisa, and really for mm-hmm. everybody. 
Christopher Walken, hot or not? Oh, very. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. What is so funny is when we started Close Encounters the other day, I said this. It was even before it's it, like started. I just was remembering it. I said this is when this is when um, Richard Dreyfuss was was still hot, right? And Tony's like, yeah. And then we looked, and then it was. And so the exact same thing happened yesterday. I was like, okay, I think Christopher Walken's still hot in this, right? Yeah. And we agreed that he was. So not that he, they're not, you know what I mean? Just they get older, you know, people change, you know, they're just, you know, like not a hot young thing, but he's, he's cusping at this point, but I think <laughs> that he's still hot in this. I strongly I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Strange hot, weird hot. Weird hot. Exactly. Weird I, hot. I would argue that the turn happens in 1992 with Batman Returns. When his neck got thick. Yeah, that happens with men. Their well, neck, your necks get thick, okay, and then it's hey, gross. It's look, all downhill from there. Wow. All right. No, Sorry. No, the neck. Mm-hmm. Always had a fucking Sorry. thick neck. I guess I'll just go kill. Men, Sorry. keep your neck toned. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't hide it. You can't. The beard won't hide it, bitches. We know that wow. neck is thick. God damn! Just fucking at me next time, <laughs> Jesus. We're not just talking about you, Corey. Strays. You've got no neck hair. I. Well, that's you've got true. a beard, but a no beard. neck hair. But you know how some men get it; like they get that, you know. Anyway, it's they're a, trying to hide their thick neck. We know or what they'll you're get doing. a neck beard. Yeah, they'll get that, like gross. We know what low. you're doing. Mm-mm. We know what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Anyway, I did not mean to interject with the, uh, you know. Anyway, Christopher Christopher Walken hot. I'd let him huck me over the side of a yacht. Any any. You'd night. let him alien probe you. Ooh, you're playing with fire. <laughs> Watch Alleg- a fire in the allegedly, sky. Allegedly, allegedly. Even no, allegedly. nobody has alleged that. Well, some people have. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the allegations are out there. But but not criminally, not in law enforcement. It's just a rumor. Well, Lisa, And Robert Wagner did it. You think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're pointing I fingers. Was just, you're, I was just trying ready. to circle back around. Lisa and I are two steps away from filing charges, and you're just pointing fingers? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> hucking nilly? shit at the wall <laughs> to see what nilly? sticks. Uh, this is how I solve crimes. I'm, I'm one of those eccentric crime solvers you hear about. And well, you know, well, I'm like Agent Dale Cooper. I'm going to huck a rock at a bottle, and if it breaks, it was Robert Wagner who did it. I'm still looking for this voicemail. I got I, I, it's a long story, y'all, and I'm not going to do it because we're already going on too long here. But I got wrapped up with this producer who was making a film about what happened on the boat, and he would call me with conspiracy theories. Actually, he would call Melody Sisk with, with conspiracy theories about what happened on the boat, and they would go on for hours and hours to the point where she would just put the phone down. Wow. And he would talk and talk and talk. And I recorded some of these because it was it was just a picture like a New Jersey producer uh-huh. going yawning on and on and on about this. I'm look, still looking for these voicemails, and if I can find them, we're going to play them. We're going to play them on the podcast. Please find them. There might be clues. I'm looking. I know. I know. <laughs> there might be clues. It's a little, I got to tell you, the experience was a little like in Mr. Oregon, which we're playing at the festival, like when he's crying because he's so bored. It's a little like that, which is where I'm getting to now on this podcast, so I apologize. But Lisa, we're going to see you uh, here in about a week. Oh my gosh, how exciting. Yeah, in person. Podcast Bye. live. That's right. So the next time you hear Lisa, it'll be live, being well recorded live. Unless you come to the podcast recording, and then you'll which you'll you should see and hear her and us. But yeah, who cares? Who cares? About us? Oh my gosh, what am I going to watch? Oh, I got to think of something to watch. I know, oh. I know. You got you last got a little year, time. Last year's choice of uh, was it was it House Guest, the Sinbad movie last year? Oh, yeah. uh, that was that was inspired. So you you have to match that. Uh, the ben- <laughs> oh, the bench no. has been set high. No pressure to follow house guests. No. Okay. <laughs> no pressure to follow Sinbad. Anyway, we'll um we'll uh, talk to you later. Okay. Well, everybody, you know, if you see any bright lights out your window tonight, just wake Ooh. somebody up. Wake someone <laughs> in the house up. up. 
<laughs> or just your neighbor. They'll love it. Yeah, yeah. Just get them, sh- sh- voice them off to someone else. Exactly. They love it. <laughs> All right. Bye, Bros. Bye. Okay, bye. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast, where we're your own personal cinematic Bradley Cooper and prosthetic nose. I saw this. I think that's overblown. People haven't even seen the movie yet. I'm looking forward to the movie. He's playing Leonard Bernstein. Distinctive nose there. Who has a distinctive nose. But everybody's uh, up in arms. I know. Look, we did this 20 years ago with the fucking hours. I don't want to live through this again. Okay? I mean, it's wild. Like, if, if somebody is playing a Mormon, do they have to be a Mormon? I'm just saying. I mean, uh, I am agree. I wrong. I, in principle, I agree. I know <laughs> you I, just don't want to go on record. I understand and say that it. there is nuance to these discussions. I think in the is case there? of Bradley Cooper, it's called acting people playing Leonard Bernstein, they are both white dudes. He changed the shape of his nose slightly to, to look more like accurately him. look like Leonard Bernstein, who it's happened to have a fine. prominent nose. It's fine. I understand the sort of ethnic, you know, the the, the yeah, Jew face complaint. Uh, I understand it. I respectfully disagree. I want to hear Larry David's take on it. I I think we're all waiting on. Oh, on that. that would be so good. And I I would say I want to hear Sarah Silverman's take on it. But Sarah Silverman is in the movie Maestro, so I we can't all imagine know which direction she's, she's gonna, gonna yeah. like raise a stink right, about right. this. Well, let me tell you, I'd rather be prosthetic nose any day over that little bitch Bradley Cooper. Yes, you're right. Life would be so bad if I were Bradley Cooper. (laughs) What a shame that would be. Even though you'd be able to, you know, curl up next to Lady Gaga every night if you wanted to, which is is cute. Um, You'd still be Bradley fucking Cooper. Which would be good. Which would be good because he's a very famous and handsome man who makes a lot of money. But it's so heavy to carry that ego around. Well, heavy lies the crown, as they say. If I had written and directed A Star is Born from 2018, which is an unqualified triumph, as we have already established on this podcast, I, too, would walk around perhaps with an inflated sense of self-worth. Or should I say an appropriate sense of self-worth. So there we go. Bradley well, thanks Cooper. to Boutwell Studios and thanks to Brad for not playing Shallow. You're welcome. And thanks to Bradley Cooper for directing A Star is oh, Born wow. and the upcoming which Maestro. We which really I'm needed another to. one of those, Bradley Cooper. Uh, another Bradley Cooper? We need, well, no, we need another <laughs> Star is Born. Sure. Get it? Yeah, there's four of them. We didn't. We didn't need it and we didn't need another one of him either. Debatable. Uh, what else do we say here? Come see movies that aren't featuring bradley cooper sidewalkfest.com well we do the sidewalk have film festival sidewalk film festival but there will be films at the cinema that feature bradley cooper because you're a programmer oh you, you, you think him, uh, uh, you, you heard it here him. first folks you can see bradley cooper at the sidewalk cinema in some movie we or another need a new standee. one day we need a bradley cooper standee yeah. so people can be like why do they have a bradley cooper standee <laughs> exactly i like them i like obscure standees uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Sidewalkfest.com. Come see movies with us at the festival, at the cinema, and uh, we hope to see you at both. La- uh, one last quick shout out to Splash by. 96. Oh, yeah. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.